0: This is Alex Horton, podcast producer here at BuildWit. Welcome to the BuildWit Internal Podcast. This is the Wednesday edition, um, where I get to talk to a member of our team and just hear their story and hear what they're about and just uh, chat for a little bit, which is always a treat to me. So, this week on the BuildWit Internal Podcast, I have my friend Benjamin Holmgren. Welcome. Stoked to be here. I love it. I love to hear that excitement. Uh, my very, very, very first question and Excuse me if it if it's a sore subject. Are you a Ben in other parts of your life? No. You're Benjamin across the board. Basically, yeah. You okay? You have an email address that I think is Ben Holmgren. Sure, I've seen that pop up. So, but that's not like who you're. You don't go by Ben. Like it's just easier to tell people what my email is, like rather than
1: trying to spell Benjamin. Sure. Nobody knows how to. There's a
0: couple ways, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um or I don't, I think there's only one way, but nobody knows sure. how how yeah. it is, you know. <laughs> I feel it. So, and I invented that email address like probably a decade ago. So, otherwise I I'm never going to correct somebody, but if they ask, it's Benjamin. Got it, got
0: it, got it, got it. I have I certainly wondered over the past year because I think you and Schwanberg came on like right around the same time, and so I was like it seems like a thing he would do to be like, let's just make it easier for everyone. I'll be Benjamin; he'll be Ben. But you're Benjamin yep. all along. Yeah, totally, go. totally. Yep. Um. So before we dig into uh, any any dirt stuff or anything like that, um, I d- I would like to hear a little bit about like you know where you grew up, but what, what all that looks like. So did you grow up in Oregon, Washington State, Pacific Northwest area?
1: Uh, yes and no. So I'll I'll go through that. Sure. I was born in Upper Michigan. Okay. Not far from. Aaron. Sure, sure, sure. It makes sense because you guys are related. We are related. And so I was born basically almost in Canada, A. Eh? And then really? uh, when I was seven, my dad took a job out in PNW. We're like 45 minutes north of Portland. Okay. And so we moved out there when I was a little, little boy. Greater PDX. Yeah, yeah. The greater <laughs> PDX metro yeah. area and so on. And then I lived there ever since. Except for we did a two uh, two year stint in Greensboro, North Carolina. Okay. my wife and I. Oh wow! And that was in 2018 to 20. Okay. So we've been back. We we moved back in 20. We've been back almost two years now.
0: Did you have any kids when you were in North Carolina? Yeah, we had we ha- moved with three, and then we had had our fourth. Got there. it. Cool, 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 cool. Um, was that pretty tough, like moving the kids that way? It. It really wasn't because we were so jacked up about the job I had gotten
1: and yeah. the adventure of it all, and kind of the the reason we went, among being broke, and it was a great job offer. It's like, hey, why don't we seize the opportunity and go and like, get this out of our system? Yeah. You know, live go somewhere do, else. Yeah, do the yeah. adventure thing. So That's
0: cool. Yep. Right on. Um, so you mentioned well, so you spent most of your life Pacific Northwest. Um.
1: Did you go to college? I did two years of community college, but it was like, I was homeschooled Mm -hmm. my whole life. Okay. And then uh, they had this kind of running start program thing where uh, junior and senior year of high school, I went to community college. Mm -hmm. So I did that. But I basically, rather than actually trying to be studious and apply myself while they were giving away college, I was just kind of screwed around and took everything from sociology to welding to... English, some English class. Like, nothing that really counted. toward I didn't get a degree or anything. Yeah. I was it's just like,
0: I'm learning stuff. So yeah. This is kind yep. of fun.
1: Yep. Took a, took a uh, public speaking course, if you can imagine
0: that. Sure. Who knew? So, yeah. You were talking about so many, you do so many speaking gigs.
1: Oh, yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> People are always calling
0: me. <laughs> yeah. It's just It's a part of your business. Um, did you know, at, or what did you want to do, like, when you were a high school? Or, like, what did you think you would do as, like, a career at that point? That's a great question. Or if you even thought about it.
1: Yeah, no, I definitely, I definitely did. Um, If uh, I've always been like, this sound like I'm tooting my own horn. You can ask anybody who knew me. I've been uh, very ambitious. I've always wanted to to have money. I've always wanted to have a big life, do big things, meet awesome people, get to hang out with awesome people. And so from the time, like, since I can remember, I've always, I was going to be the boss. Yeah. I was going to be either an entrepreneur or I was going to be some kind of leader. And so I was the kid who would be, I could sell cinnamon rolls at the neighbor's garage sale or I'd sell my brother's fireworks in the off season to raise some money. So I get to go buy something else. Uh, 14 years old, I'm, I'm posting an ad on Craigslist. Like me and my friends will come and buck hay bales for you. So farmers would hire us and we'd go buck hay bales or build yeah. fences. Um, 16, I started a car detailing business with a buddy. Sure. Yeah. I may have told you about that. So like is probably drive or ambition is probably the word for it, but I, I never really knew what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't have like a career path. I just knew I wanted to be in charge and I wanted to, to, uh, be growing, learning, making money, advancing, leading people, working with people.
0: Yeah. I've, uh, that I've always known that. Yeah. You've kind of known like the, it's not the, the necessarily the soft skills part of that, but it's like I know what I, I want it to look like, I know what I want it to right. feel like totally yeah, totally that's an interesting uh like version of um I don't want to say vision, but like I would say that's probably not the most common version of when people say i want to be you know this when I graduate high school or graduate college um but it's something I can definitely relate to I think uh you know like i I did. I played music for a long time, and still do that a lot now. Mm -hmm. Um, But I never had like this defined like version of success that was the way I wanted to do it. It was like, well, I just I know I know how working on you know art and working with other people like makes me feel and being creative in that way, and so why why wouldn't I chase that? Because that matters a lot to me. Um, so I definitely can relate to that idea where it's just like I know how I want my life to look, and so how do I? What are some things I can do that maybe gets me there? You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what like after you kind of finished community college um, or just went to community college when you were done going, I should say. Yeah. Um, kind of what does your like career path at that point look like? What are you kind of trying to move into?
1: Yeah. At at seventeen, so I'm seventeen. I graduate. You're seventeen a bit years early. old. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. At this point in the story, Impressive. bro. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people don't know. Yeah. I'm actually 17. Uh, I get that all the time, actually. But I'm, so I'm 17. I graduate kind of early in the spring. Uh, I get a wild hair. I move to North Dakota. Mm-hmm. I have a bunch of buddies that live in North Dakota. They're making big oil money. I'm like, hey, I'm going to go to North Dakota. Man. Yeah, man. And I'm going to get rich. Mm-hmm. And that was my favorite part. So I, I get my Jeep. I drive out one night and I, I live in North Dakota with buddies. I'm sleeping on a recliner. And I, if, if nobody knows me yet, like I'm five foot eight, I'm 140 pounds soaking wet. I do not belong on an oil rig. <laughs> and as soon as I got out there, like I found that out. Roughnecking and, and these guys, like it's real work, yeah. you know, and I'm just a twig. And so I got some advice from a few folks. We'll call it advice. Basically, sure. like, yeah, you, you could try it, but you're probably not, probably going to be better suited in a different career, you know, because <laughs> mm-hmm. you probably get killed out here. Yeah. Like, okay, roger that. So I, I was just like, I just want a job. Let me get a job. So I started going around to these spots. I ended up working at the Bobcat dealership. Shout out to Dirt World. Yeah. I'm at the Bobcat dealership. So uh, I was barely 18 at the time. And I worked there running loaders and skid steers and excavators around and kind of ran the rental department or whatever. Yeah. Getting rigs in and out, whatever. Uh, I was there for four months. Then me and my now wife, we started chatting more and more. And I'm like, you know, when you're 18, you know nothing. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? I feel led to move home. So I just <laughs> poof, like packed myself one night and moved home. Yeah. Uh, at that point, just to kind of, finished the career sure. story. Uh, I, barely 18, I started working for a buddy who had a landscaping company. And back to the kind of ambition thing, just to give folks some context, I, t- I remember distinctly the first conversation. I'm like, I'll come and landscape. I'll come and dig ditches. I'll come and lay sod for as long as it takes. My goal is to run this place. I want to. I want to know the numbers. I want to be the guy hiring the people. I want to be the guy dealing with customers. And he's like, okay, sounds good. But remember, you said you were going to lay sod as long as it yeah. took, <laughs> and so he he made good on his promise, and I made good on mine, and that was a four year stint that was just wow. fantastic. Uh, it started out just tons of manual labor, and I've told some of those stories on LinkedIn and stuff. You may have seen them, but just like just hard work, yeah. And it's if you bring up landscaping and and uh, running little four thousand pound excavators uh, in in true like in the dirt world people just laugh at you because it's like oh that's cute kid but i spent hundreds of hours running mini excavator and skid steer and carrying sod around and pushing wheelbarrows and just like hard manual labor in the rain in the cold day after day after day to kind of earn that seat as the the boss like the guy who could go you know i was the sales guy estimator and the I'm uh, leading the crew, scheduling, dealing with customers, all that stuff. Just a great experience. Streamlined a bunch of processes. We're a small business. At, mm-hmm. the, at the biggest, we we're like 12, 15 guys. And uh, this is where the story gets weird. So we had made, like, implemented some software to help with scheduling and help with bidding and some of these things. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm very driven. I'm, I, wanna, I wanna look at the future and I wanna do big things. And some other companies started texting me or calling me, like other small owners, like, hey, can you do, can you help me do what you did over there? Help get our schedule figured out, help us implement these systems. And so I took that the wrong way. What I should have done is been like, sure, let's meet in the evening. Instead, like I met a few companies, they're like, sure, we'll pay you to help us set this up. And then I'm like, I must have a business idea here. <laughs> you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to quit my great job. Yep. And I'm going to go start this business and I'm going to call myself this small business consultant. Sure. Sure. Yeah. He says, and so I'm hearing what's, what's <laughs> happening here. So, uh, I was 21, 22 wife on, uh, two kids and I quit my job to go and try this out. And, uh, it lasted two years and we had started with a little bit of money not much but a little bit of savings and some financial stability and uh, basically degraded from there for 2 years as i tried and tried and tried it turns out it's really hard to sell yourself like people would people would come up to me and they would be like so you say you're going to help me grow my business you can't even grow a mustache man like how are you, <laughs> how are you supposed to help and so i now I joke about it. It was really hard at the mm-hmm. time to be constantly like trying. It wasn't a lack of trying. It's just, it's the impossible sale. Yeah. Like I have barely any
0: street cred in here. just like, tra- I believe that I can do it. I know I won't give up. And they totally. like, well, that's not worth any money to me. Totally. Yeah. Totally.
1: And now that there's like enough uh, history behind or water under the fridge, that yeah. I can kind of <laughs> talk more freely about it. Yeah. Because I was five, six, seven years ago. Um, Two years in a row, I made 33 grand,
2: like two years in a row working for myself. And uh,
1: on the one hand, that's just deplorable. You ever try to run a family making that kind of money? It's tough, Mm -hmm. man, especially in the PNW. On the other hand, I don't, I kind of make fun of it. I I poke fun at myself for it now, but I also, I never, I think the, the common thread is the ambition was always there. The drive is always there. And it still is. I will try. I will do anything. I will work all of the hours. I don't, like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. I want to make this work. Whatever I'm doing, I'm all in on it. And so I actually don't, in all the money that I, or, or in the little bit of money that I brought in, I don't feel I ripped anybody off. I think I gave them great value. Yeah. And I'm actually, uh, I'm very thankful for that experience because the lessons are, are just insane. Sure. Like,
0: and this stuff that I still think about to this day. Yeah. I'm sure you can, you're looking back all the time and being like, man, that was hard, but I know exactly what, like I got out of that, you know, hard situation in that hard situation. Totally. Yeah. Totally. That's pretty valuable. I feel like <clears throat> as you look back and you, you reflect on those lessons and the, just kind of those experiences, trying to uh, make it happen, working for yourself that way. Um, do you feel like you had the ability to reflect that way immediately, or was there like a, a significant amount of time where like that was crappy, like that did not go well, and I'm really frustrated about it?
1: Yeah, it was two years mm-hmm. of that, and I would have <laughs> ask Aaron about this sometime. Aaron, what? There's ups and downs. Sure. <laughs> when you
0: work for yourself, yeah.
1: And ups some are really days,
0: cool. Downs really bad.
1: <laughs> exactly. And I think he's talked about it. Uh, With the company and Mm -hmm. on the podcast and stuff before. The highs are very high. I can remember exactly what it feels like to, to, uh, I was, my first deal, I'll tell you my first deal real quick. Quick story. We, we had our second kid. We're at the hospital. She, she's born. It's like later that day, you know, 12 hours later or something. I'm like, I'm gonna run down to the cafeteria and I go get some food. I'm sitting outside. I open up my email and I see that this email from this guy that I was in process, in the sales process with. And it's the yes email. He's like, I'll, yes, I'll pay you 2000 bucks to help me get this system set up for our our company. And I had already done the math and it was something like a hundred or $200 an hour or whatever it's going to be. Mm -hmm. And that feeling, like that is a high, When, when you're making, especially when you're making $17 an hour or whatever. Yeah. That high like sticks with you. That is just it was insane. Mm-hmm. It was like yes, I've made it. I've made it.
0: <laughs> I've done it. Yep. The rest is going to be easy.
1: Yep. Exactly. But then the lows are equally low mm-hmm. when you have to go home and tell your wife like actually the whole rent thing like
0: yeah like, you know, we're going to struggle with that again. This yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, um, how has your wife um like played a part in that? kind of process for you of like trying to figure out what you want to be when you grow up
2: that's a great question first of all i'll just say it on record my wife is a saint she is just phenomenal and she's very patient and she trusts me like mm-hmm. she has my back and so without that
1: like i realize it's probably trite but without that like yeah. on this It gets a lot harder. Yeah. None of this works. Yeah. Or it does work, but there's a lot of resentment and bitterness because I'm doing things my way and she's not comfortable with it or whatever. Yeah. We're way more on the same page now. We were freshly married when we were going through all this tough stuff. And so we didn't know how to communicate. We didn't know. She was just like, okay, well, you said this is going to work. I trust you. Mm -hmm. you Just pay the rent. That's all I'm asking, (laughs) you know? Yeah. But she's been a huge supporter, like, all the way along. And she takes, I'm a guy that jumps in and rocks and rolls. She takes a little bit to kind of warm up to the idea. And then she's like, okay, well, let's, let's do this. Yeah, okay, take the build job. You bet, yeah. you know? <laughs> and sometimes it works. And then other times, other
2: times it's uh,
1: like working for myself. Yeah. It didn't work out quite as well as I had told her. And then other times it works out like Buildbit.
0: Yeah. What were you doing before you came to Buildbit?
2: So this, so, oh yeah, I'll, I'll finish the career oh, okay. trajectory. Sure. Uh,
1: once I was done working for myself, I, well, I got a job offer, a brother-in-law in North Carolina. It was like, hey, we need this sales marketing position for this startup. Come on down. So that's where I've, I was flying around, like once we moved there, flying around to, basically a new state every every week or every month meeting with contractors on commercial concrete job sites and stuff i did that for two years and that was just phenomenal experience that's when i met aaron yeah uh, for the first time just back and forth across like crossing paths across the sky and whatever yeah. and i'm like hey this guy's actually doing something kind of similar to what i'm doing in that we were traveling every week visiting yeah. job sites so um i did that for two years and then it's a little bit, sounds a little bit messy, this next part. I got a, we were thinking about moving back and I was just chatting with this guy I'd known uh, from, from back home, a plumbing company. He's like, hey, come work for me. Like, let's, let's grow my business. I'd love to have the opportunity to hire you. Okay, perfect. He offered to pay for us to move back and uh, paid well and whatever sounded great. Moved back, great. We got six months in, we were growing and he got like, hold feet on the whole thing. He's watches his payroll go up and we're trying to get sales to match that. And, um, he was like, you know what, this is not working. And I'm like, yeah, I, I see that. So, uh, then I, another network connection that I had, uh, a contractor that did, uh, hydro seed erosion control. Uh, they, they hired me to kind of GM
2: their operation and that was about six months, and then Aaron called me, and the rest is history. The rest
0: is history. So my resume takes a couple of, couple of pages, but there it is. Well, I would say that uh, your time at BuildWit, in some ways, um, could mirror some of those uh, quick right turns, quick left turns, because you have not had the same job the whole time you've been at BuildWit for the year. So true. Yeah. (laughs) So what? What when you came on, what was like the expectation? Um, As far as? Coming on to Build It it was like, what are you going to do? What are you going to focus on? Aaron and Dan and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Just when they brought you on, they're like, hey, we want to bring you on to do this thing.
1: So Build It Jobs, the Build It Jobs title is what I had started with. Yeah. And that was admittedly sort of a fill in because the original expectation, I remember Aaron calling me one sunday afternoon he's like hey i got something to run by you uh, and so i'm like okay pick up and he he's like we want us we want to build this platform for the industry to network connect create content kind of describing build it online and yeah. his vision for it at least and so when i came on the expectation was i was going to head that up and almost be the the they they knew i wasn't going to Put a team of developers together. I would, I'm, I've got no shot at being mm-hmm. anything remotely close to Alan. Like, I'm not even a second cousin's uncle to Alan. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not, but be the voice of the customer and, and figure out what we need. And so they were like, we'll give you this build a jobs title for the time being so that we can kind of develop this stuff. And then uh, once we get that going, then we'll kind of move you over into whatever the title would be, yeah. president of Buildman Online or something like that. I'm like, okay, right on. And then three weeks later, like three <laughs> weeks after I started, yeah. then Dan said on a, on a Monday morning meeting once, he's like, I think we need to do some leadership stuff. And then everyone remembers what?
2: Soon after that. Soon after that, the leaders. Build with leaders. Voila. Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: And so you um, worked, Kind of shepherd that project through. I, I, don't, I don't. necessarily know kind of what your role was in that. Yeah. Um, as that kind of started going.
1: Yep. So, scholar and I more or less tag teamed Build With Leaders. He kicked it off. I was still working with. We we had hired Alan. Okay. Yeah. Let me back up. Yeah. We hired Alan right around the same time we launched or, or started working on Build With Leaders. Mm-hmm. This was our uh, April, May, something like that. Yeah. And I think Alan came on as a contractor sometime in May. Okay. And we started getting some of those first pieces in place for building the online platform. Yeah. So the dev team, the early designs, what features do we have to have in it? All that kind of uh, pre-work. And that's what I was working on originally, the first several months. And then Skylar had kicked off Leaders. And then just before launch, we were kind of tag teaming that. And I think that was when Randy started taking over most
0: stuff for okay, build went online and yeah. all that direction kind of kind of changed. So, so as you've moved now into what's your official title? Chief Customer Officer. Customer Officer. Nope. Yeah, yeah. Nope. So as you moved into that, um, what about that? Like, really speaks to some of your um, like prior experience, prior. Um, like lessons and things you've learned, just kind of trying to figure out what you want to do. Like, what about that role kind of touches that, but also says like, here's what I want. Here's where I want to go next. Kind of, how does it marry those things for you?
1: This is the best question. I love this. This is where I get pretty fired up. So stand by. I will tell you, so I did not know any of this stuff coming in to build it. I, I took a leap because I had, I just started this other job and they were really banking on me. They were like, you know, we, we want to make this work. And I had to quit yeah. to come here. And I've told, I think I've told this story before, but Dan, I remember Dan on the phone before I came on, he's like, you know, there are times that you, uh, you have to take a choice and sometimes the choice is right and sometimes the choice is wrong. This is one of those things. If you don't take this, it'd be the wrong choice. You
0: know? Wow. <laughs> and that's why, he, that's why he's been in charge it, of sales for a while. That's what. yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it turns out, he was dead right. Yeah. And
1: I have been so thankful for obviously build it and all of you and the the culture and what we're building all of that is great. Mm-hmm. But the personal opportunity back to your question, the opportunity for me to build what I think can use all my prior experience and then also can use just my like my natural bent like what I'm more geared toward just yeah. people to be able to basically create your own job description and, and do the thing yeah. that gets you just jazzed every day is just psycho. And I'm yeah. so grateful for it.
0: Are you like chomping at the bit for tomorrow when you get to hang out with people on your yeah, team? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Kinda, let me, let me tell you about this. Yeah. Okay. Cause there's probably
1: plenty of people who don't, we, we haven't shared tons. I shared some at the company meeting, but, mm-hmm. uh, even since then, it's evolved a little bit. Yeah. There is one thing
2: I like people (laughs) it. Yeah. And so
1: I've done sales. I like the sales part. I like getting people fired up. I like, uh, finding solutions for people's problems and that sort of thing. Uh, and I can do them. I've been selling founding members for several months that turned out quite well, but the idea that we can, we'll have all these customers and me and my team, we can just get in there and serve people is just, it's like a dream come true. Yeah. Because we don't have, of, of course, we're going to be responsible for getting them to renew next time and getting, you know, uh, expanding their accounts and get, have them spend more money with
0: BuildWit and that sort of thing. Is that where I saw like a, a role for like an account executive? Is that part of you? Or is that more like the sales? part of this.
1: Yeah, it's more sales business development. Okay, yep. got I it, got it. Yep. Sorry. But that that's like basically, just so folks know, chief customer officer, the, the thing is about a new title, I, th- I was thinking this is a hot tip for folks. If you want a new title, you can just go on your LinkedIn profile and you can edit it to just say whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> so, a little pro tip for you. If you need a new title, yeah. just go and do just that. Just change it. But the idea of of having Somebody focused on customers, especially now that we're going into software, is we get to just create value, show up for our customers again and again and again. Mm-hmm. We, we have we're building a team dedicated to figuring out how do we create more value for our customers for the people who are, are paying, paying us. Yeah and my vision
2: for this is that people love.
1: Already love BuildWit. I want people to be gobsmacked by BuildWit. Mm -hmm. I want them to to, I want to have the the people on our team that are customer facing uh the people who I want to have the systems in place that we can just wow people. I think we have this really cool opportunity because yeah, we're software, yeah, we're a service company, and yeah, we serve the dirt world. The it's like the perfect opportunity because. Software companies are notoriously poor at this. Uh, service companies have it more figured out, but we're doing both. Yeah. And, and in the dirt world, your reputation, your word matters so much. Mm-hmm. You talk to any, uh, Brian Peters was on the podcast a while ago. Uh, Trip Lawson, we just did a video on him. These people who are in, who are serving the dirt world, just like we are. Ask any of them. What, what do people want? What do dirt, their owners want. What do what do these company folks want? It's like they want an answer to their problems. They're calling you because they want an answer. They want help. Yeah, like they want service. We get to do that. Mm-hmm. And so it's one thing to make the sale. I'm not knocking that. We need to make the sale. Yeah. But we're building an entire team. We're building a system to be able to wow people, to be able to deliver that consistently, repeatedly, and just knock people's socks off. And that's just like it's a dream come true. Yeah.
0: You you reminded me of something um, I heard long ago. Uh, in the fall of 2014, I went on um, this like six week uh, tour of through Europe playing with a band. And uh, for a couple months before, I needed to just like save up some cash. So I, I was working at this restaurant here in town, and we were. It was kind of like a, a fancy Italian restaurant. And so before like the dinner service started, you know, we had all of them, the wait staff, whatever out, out in the restaurant and doing sort of like a, you know, here's what the specials are. Here's just something to be thinking about tonight, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, one guy who was like, you know, there wasn't like a difference in the servers, but it's like, some people were like career servers. Like they've sure. been doing it for forever. And they're like very, very, very good at it. And, um, we were just talking about customer service and it was all kind of like nothing really direct, but it was just like, we want to you know, serve our, our guests better. And he says, we don't want to make fans of our restaurant. We need to make disciples. Um, and that was like such like a striking, like visual for me, like, you know, setting the, the religious connotation aside. He's just like, we need to be making people who do the work for us. We need to impress these people so much. That they're going to tell their friends you have to go to this place, and so, as you're talking about you know how do we like bowl our like future customers over with like how do we like serve them so well that they like are can't believe they're getting this much value for what they're paying for the product like that's all I can think about is like that's that's all we're trying to do is we' I mean that's that's how you make the dirt world a better place is in in addition to you know. We're trying to have, have different kinds of impacts, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, some of the, the normalizing of like hard concepts that have, you know, come up on the podcast with Aaron, when he's talking to, you know, like Garrett Wilson, for example, whoever. Um, but like, there's all these pieces that we're trying to have an impact with. And with like the software product, you're like, saying we want to serve these people so well that they can't help. But like, what else can I like buy into? in like y'all's mission. Like that is, to me, that's like all I can think of as you talk about that. It's like, we're, we're trying to, if we're trying to really expand like that impact, we have to like jump in and like, like you said, gobsmack them, Mm -hmm. Um, which is, I don't know. It's pretty neat.
2: And I think it's, I just want to make sure I'm clear about this. It's not just about, about having, nice, a nice
1: experience. Yeah. W- what I mean is like, it, it's one thing to just be like, yeah, oh, okay. We want to have great customer service. Everybody wants to have great customer yeah, service. That's, that's like tra- low hanging fruit. Yeah. Nice. Con- congrats yeah. on that. It's that we are, it, it is mission driven.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We want to make the dirt world a better place. Do you know what we need? We need trust of the industry. We need uh, people to refer us to all of their contractor friends. We need people to when we show up on job sites, we need to get to the point where we don't go on a job site without people coming over to see us. You yeah. know? Like and we'll make the content guys
2: yeah,
1: their jobs easier too. Yeah. We'll come flock into them. Like we we need this is not I don't think it's just like a like a nice to have. It's not like, well, let's just try to, you know, get back to people mm-hmm. faster. If we're going to build software that we think changes the industry, if we're going to tell stories and we're going to create media and we're going to uh, do these partner services and, and then as soon as it gets to the customer service and the customer support and customer success, then it just falls off the wagon and people don't hear for, from us for a month after they you know submit a support ticket.
2: Yeah. It's
1: like, our, that's our reputation. And we, we have one shot at the reputation thing. Yeah. And people have been very forgiving when we have made mistakes. It's not like build, it's never made mistakes. We, all of us mm-hmm. have made mistakes in communication and expectations, and all of this. So people have been patient with us, but eventually, uh, eventually we can't play that card anymore. They're yeah, like, oh, we're just a new startup trying to figure it out. We're just, you know, uh, no, we're, we're running a business here. We're a real business. We're a real business yeah. now we're growing up. And if people can't get their problems solved, that's on us. And we're going to lose customers and our reputation is tarnished, And we can't get that back because there's, there's like, I see three scenarios. A contractor is like, yeah, I, I paid him 50 grand for build it training. And then it took them nine months to implement it. One, they did implement it. It didn't really work. Uh, my guys didn't really use it, blah, blah, blah. And so that's what he's telling his friends. or yeah no we yeah it's fine, or it was like he goes he goes he calls his friends and he's like have you seen Build Training yet you have to get it have you have you guys heard of Build it You have to go check them out, and so I want to be like on that obviously I want to yeah. be on the on that uh, on the ladder side like
2: let's just blow people away, and the one thing
1: I was thinking about on the plane on the way in here. I'm, my role is evolving and my team. I'm starting to grow my team. We mm-hmm. have Garrett and Joe. If you guys are listening, shout out. Welcome. Uh, to, yep. Welcome to Build It. Two new hires, uh, first of many. Mm-hmm. I want to make... I'll probably talk more about this in the future and the the importance of it. But customer su- success, customer service is on all of us. And pretty soon folks are already going to be tired of me saying it. But it's like, it is on all of us to make sure that our customers are taken care of. Yeah. And that means responding to stuff. That means being proactive. That means all of the typical things uh, that you would expect. But then it also means things like we see uh, Jessica's the king at this, sending somebody some stuff, um, you know, like a little care package after some tragedy or yeah. sending them a, a gift for, you know, they, they, had, let's say they had twins and she sends them some custom overalls. Sure. Like just, she did just with us. Example. Just a, as an example. Yeah. That sort of extra mile stuff, Aaron writing handwritten cards for birthdays. Yeah. Uh, You guys going, what I would say is the extra miles on the Vite video and all the work that we did with that for the Vite Christmas. Yeah. That's like, you can't buy that stuff. Mm -mm. And people can buy software and they can go try to buy some other learning management system from another company, but we can create an experience but that, that nobody can touch and that's where we have to have the people and we have to have the systems in place to be able to to do that at scale because we're going to go from having zero customers to having 100 to having 1000 to having 10,000 dirt companies uh, as our customers and I want to be able to create that experience uh, that when people deal with buildwit they just get fired up yeah. they're gobsmacked
0: how do these people pull it off and i think we can create it i love that you know it's been exciting for me to see how We've, we've grown our capabilities, you know, either we've like trained up or we've, we've hired folks who have more experience in, in different fields, um, to go from, you know, our, our offering was we can do, you know, this either, whether it was SEO or like really basic marketing stuff, basically helping companies who had none of this going on, start doing a little bit, you know, finally actually have a website that functions well and has like enough information and tells their story. But, like, as we have grown, like, our, our capabilities are really, really increasing to where more and more of the things that we do are things that nobody else can do. You know, it's like, we, we, there was a point where, like, we were making websites, and we are still doing that, obviously. But just, like, the, the scale and the, um, the, I guess, artistry from not just a a like actual fine arts perspective, but just like a chase perspective. Yeah. Not just from a chase perspective, <laughs> but from like a, a broader, um, like craftsmanship perspective. Like if, if we have like this much higher level of, um, skill of creativity, of, uh, ability to execute than everyone else, like that's when Aaron talks about like, who cares about any, you know, competitors, like we want to be so far ahead of them that it doesn't matter and obviously moving into software that gets a little bit harder because you have to like make a whole thing before you can really use it. Right. You know, but there is that same thing where it's like, if we're just doing, if we're doing what we do really, really well and at such a high level that like, we're just above and beyond what anybody else can do. You know, I I think the, the Vite Christmas thing is a great example. You know, who, who, who else made something like that last year? No one. That's what I'm saying. Like that was like such a fun project. But, like, for me, I mean, I did, like, legit, like, the thing I'm most passionate about from, like, a, um, I don't know, I feel like I, that is something that, like, uh, a creator has certainly, like, imbued in me is, like, creating, like, music and using, like, those skills that, like, have been in my life, my whole life, and that Mm -hmm. matter to me. And so getting to do that, like, and kind of have fun, but... I'm not the only person who talked about it like that, who worked on it. Every single person who worked on it is like, that was one of the most fun things I did all year. Right. And yet like that, like super weird thing, going back to what you're saying, like that, that's the kind of thing that bowls people over because it's like, I did not expect this. This is so much more than I could have dreamt of. And to me, like that's, that's how I want like all of the impact that I can like, you know, be a part of. I want it all to feel that way is to be like, this is so much more than I could have like hoped for this, you know, Solves these issues and then addresses these other issues I never even thought of before, um, and so it's fun to be working with smart people who are all kind of pushing towards that same thing. You know,
1: I think that's a super good point, and it's a, a an advantage of growing a team mm-hmm. that you the bigger the team gets, the the more you have. I think the more you have that opportunity to work kind of in your little area of of interest or passion or your know, specialty yeah where if there's two of you you just have to do everything you know yeah when there was four of them they just had to do everything the bigger the team gets this one advantage of it you can just now we we actually have somebody who has the talent and the interest you made the vite christmas song which is like should be put on an album somewhere <laughs> and it was just fun for you yeah like that's a good time so imagine that uh for me dealing with customers. Yeah. That's it. I love that.
0: You know, that is my Vite Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Something I think has been pretty fun to see as we come into this new year is um, a number of people either transitioned into totally new roles or um, maybe just like pivoted a little bit to focus on a little bit different things than they were were doing previously, have a a new role. Um, To me, like that like pumps me up when I think about like our team and you know like you're you're moving into something that like something you've been thinking about for a while you know you do want to like we want to serve our customers in in a way that like matters to you and 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 goes along with like the things you care about um, but it's exciting to see that i see a lot of people that we work with who i just man i just like get so excited for people getting to do stuff that like they are probably like more naturally Um, like suited for more like wired to kind of get into like that flow state or whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. where it's just like such a natural, like cross between here's like who they are and here's what they're like asked to do. Like, that's like really fun to be a part of a team like that, man. Um, And like, just as you talk about what your like team's going to do, like it's so clear, like that's what's happening with you too. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm I'm glad it's clear.
2: It's true. Yep, love that, love that. So, as we move into this new year, do you have any goals for 2022?
0: Work related, or maybe just or personal, or both? Yeah, anything that you're just like, I really want this thing for 2022. Either for me, for my family, for what I'm doing here, at BuildWit, any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. What are you thinking about?
1: Yeah, I I go through. I actually, I I wrote a little write up on. My goal setting, yeah. my kind of system that I use every every year around this time. So I do have goals. I, I write them down, review them. Uh, some personal, some work. One goal I have, uh, just as an example, I won't, won't share them all. Sure. But as an example, my myself and several others, including Aaron, wit are are doing the rim to rim to rim in the Grand Canyon yeah. in May. So it's it's forty-eight miles, fifty miles, something like that, in a day, and it's twelve thousand feet of elevation. Ooh, you feel that, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I know, I like, I, I uh, if you follow me on Instagram, <laughs> hashtag follow me. Uh, I do run quite a bit and stuff, yeah. But running fifty miles in the Grand Canyon is a whole other ball game. Sure. Like I cannot schluff between now and then. Mm-hmm. I need to train for this, and I don't want to be the weak link. The guy that they're like hauling up, like come on, you man. know, yeah. Putting together like this little makeshift stretcher out of <laughs> sticks, like hauling me up. So that's definitely a goal. Uh to not be the most tired person on that trip. Sure.
0: Um, so we're gonna see how that goes. Rim but. to rim to rim. So basically you can park your car.
1: Yeah, you don't need new two cars. You just have you,
0: you just have go. the one because yeah. you'll be back there all, all the way down later, all the way up to the top and then all the way back. Yeah. Ooh. I have actually,
1: I've been to the Grand Canyon Mm -hmm. and I can, no one's been there. I can confirm it is, it is grand. Yeah. That's what they say. They say it on purpose. It is also a canyon. I have seen mountains, which are, are different than canyons. Mm -hmm. They are almost the opposite. So you picture a mountain goes up. Sure. Canyon, opposite direction. It goes down. Okay. And then there's a bottom and then another side. So uh, that's what we're going to run like down. I
0: visited the Grand Canyon when I was a kid. Um, We took some sort of like train to get there from like Phoenix, not from (laughs) you know, not from this part of the country. No, (laughs) um, but we took like a train and it was like stopped by like fake cowboys. Oh, nice, like a whole thing, a little, um, yeah. And then I feel like we were at the Grand Canyon for like an hour and it was like, all right, time to go back. (laughs) I (laughs) think it was very strange. Um, well, do not, I love getting to sit down and talk with you and just kind of hear your story. I feel like. Um, you know, you you do a great job and I think everyone knows this. Uh sharing your just your journey and things you're thinking about just online and with the team and all of that. I think that's really fun. But um getting yeah, to just kind of sit and hear you do it out loud is, is pretty special to me too. So I appreciate it. Good. Good. Thanks for hosting. Yeah, man. How did you let me ask you real quick? Yeah. Do
1: we have a few more minutes? Sure. How did you get as good as you are at posting at having conversations, thinking of questions.
0: That's a very That's a kind.
1: Because you, uh, you you are, okay? Like, you're very good. Well, you're you. very easy to talk to. Not just here, but I hear you on the podcast and stuff. You keep a conversation going. I, is that something you learned? Is that something that is just like, oh, I just woke up and came here and did this?
2: Like, Hmm. I would say that um, I do really like getting to know people. Um, but I'm not necessarily, I think like naturally
0: wired to like say that <laughs> to be, you know, to be like, Oh man, I really need to get to know you. Oh man, I really need to get to know you too. Sure. But it's like, if I can get you in a situation where like you can't escape, mm-hmm. um, I feel like that's like a, a, a real natural place for me. I mean, I, I don't know. I I just, I like talking about um, like life stuff and um, heart stuff, feeling stuff. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. just kind of who I am, but um, I've I've really enjoyed getting to sit down with like my teammates so far and get them to not talk too much about work. I mean, I feel like just like the things that you and I are thinking about right now are pretty like plugged into work stuff. Um, But I think, it also speaks to like a broader, just like who we are as people do, you know, it's like just because I'm like loving my, my job right now. Like, that's not just because I'm like, all I'm thinking about is work. Right. You know, right. it's like, I, I have a lot of time in the day where I do not think about this job, but the things that I love about my work are things that I love about, you know, doing music projects or, or you know, what, whatever it is, you know, being able to like have really direct um, candid conversations with people in my life is like, the exact same version of this, except I get to record it and I get to do it on work time. Um, getting paid for it, getting paid for it, baby. Um, but I appreciate, uh, the encouragement and the kindness. Um, I would say I'm still definitely trying to get better at like being a podcast guy. Um, Aaron certainly speaks better. Um, and I, I, I mean, I edit all the podcasts, so like I get to listen to myself all the time. Sure. So I certainly have gotten better in like just from like some technical perspectives, but I do um, find myself in this perspective or in this situation um, listening more actively than maybe I do in my normal life, or like sure. maybe that I did a year ago because mm-hmm. it's like I don't—it's a lot harder to be distracted here, and so it's like I want to be like right here right. with you the whole time and and really hear what you're saying and. Try to, bring what I'm thinking about what I'm feeling based on the things you're you know try to mm-hmm. like create um, a two-sided thing and not just like a all right here's 10 questions answer them and we'll get out of here you know like, yeah yep that's not really that interesting to me. So. yep I love it cool man keep it up well uh, thanks y'all for for listening in to me and Benjamin talk about all kinds of stuff um, for my friend Benjamin this is Alex Horton I hope y'all have a good one stay dirty